Hey guys, I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And I'm Austin. Have you seen Rope? No. Rope. rope. Could you use that in a sentence? Uh, you need a rope to tie things up into a... Uh, You're getting creepy, man. A, <laughs> a rope makes a good noose. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I haven't. I have not seen it. Um... So what do you think it's about me and Josh? <laughs> I mean, like most of these titles that you guys put up, there's nothing to go of. I'm excited. I guess I it's like, will there there will be blood, where it's like, is there going to be a rope in this movie or not? Ooh, if there's never a rope, if it's sort of a red herring or a Maltese falcon or, or something. metaphorical for something. Yeah. This is the rope we've been looking for. <laughs> or if there are ropes in the movie, how many ropes are there? This is the very rope that tied up Jesus. Yeah. Is it the titular rope? Not the one or to the cross. Not... Just he was into some kinky shit. This is tied him up. Uh, all right, so you put this... In the holiday season, so I'm going to say maybe it has some sort of holiday winter theme to it. Fucking how? It's called Rope. Well, I don't know. That's Tina fine, Faye but I'm just going to say, sisters I'm just gonna say I Christmas told you ending. what the theme was for this, and it's not holiday. Oh. What was, what was the theme again? For your... They're my top. They're all top? three of these movies are in my top okay. five. Well, I don't know. You might like terrible yeah. holiday movies as your top movies. I'm going to assume it's a comedy, because okay. we've seen one other movie. Your top list, and, and it, it was the jerk. It was the jerk. That was a comedy. Okay, um, I know a little bit more about this than Josh. Just okay. I know who made so, it. So yeah. So yeah, what do you think? What do you who think made this? it? Because I probably won't know who it is. No, what you do you will. think this titular okay. rope? What do you think its journey is going to be? Tarantino. No. Alfred Hitchcock. Ooh, okay, wait, wait. Can you can you uh, no. can you shoot no. us Tarantino's no. rope movie really quick? <laughs> yeah. mm. Oh, that rope tangled up it's all those be little. It's about feet. It tangled up all those little toesies. <laughs> yeah. It's about foot bondage. <laughs> Good guess for the second one, though. Yes, it's Hitchcock. Okay, I figured it was one of those two. Okay, uh, so do you have any other? It's gonna be old. Yeah. Justin had been talking about putting older on the list, so I expect this to be in black and white. Brand new Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 2018. 2018 Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not the birds? <laughs> is the question. Because this is probably better. Because this is my favorite one. Okay. The birds is the most well known. Yeah. Ooh, is no. this one where ropes? Psycho. Ropes Psycho slither up and like strangle one. people. <laughs> it's like snake it's, rope. It's rope, not ropes. Oh, ooh, it's one long rope, and they never find the end of it, and that's not why it's scary. <laughs> Like, can you imagine that? That'd be that's really not a scary. Can you, can you imagine it's a rope not a that Stephen long? Could, could you not imagine? A Stephen King book. Could you imagine a rope that never ends, man? Where did it start? Who made it? <laughs> no, you were right with Dean Koontz. That's more of a Dean Koontz than a Stephen King. Yeah. But a dog would be yanking the end of it if it was Dean Koontz. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna watch Alfred Hitchcock's Rope, mm-hmm. and we'll be back with Have You Seen. What's a rope sound? That's kind of like a whip, but not as hard. <laughs> Do you have a rope sound, Josh? That was pretty whip-like, but I yeah. guess it was light. What's the sound of a rope dropping onto the ground? I guess it depends on how heavy the rope is. Thud. It's me dropping the rope. Good fully. Alright, guys. On to the show. All 
Alright, we're back having just watched Rope from 1948 by Alfred Hitchcock. This is a lot more like rubber than I expected. You know, a sentient rope just wiggling around the desert, strangling people at whim. Yeah. Using telekinetic powers. powers. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't that at all. This was better than that. This was so good. Yeah, I uh, love this movie. This was a lot like the Sinatra one, where, uh, impressed by the old filmmaking quality, the, uh, yeah, it looked the humor beautiful. in it. It looked too. beautiful, even though the colors were like so like dull and gray. They were. It looked really. That's nice. just the fashion, man. Yeah, can't knock. I it. know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it still looked nice. It did. It was. It was on film. If you want to be like a snob about it, mm-hmm. it, was, it was before digital took over. It was. Um, you like it, Josh? Yeah, it was great. I liked it a lot. I can see why it's in your top five. Mm-hmm. This is what you call a. A closed room drama yeah. or a closed room thriller. It all takes place in one location. Yep. There's only four cuts in this entire movie. And unlike Birdman, I didn't care. No. So it was all long <laughs> shots. It was all... really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it it wasn't as noticeable as what I'm saying I've as Birdman. Like they're not falling them down movies. hallways and like through things and like first person camera all the time. Uh, what kind of movies? Like like long movies with long cuts and they take place in one location like closed room movies Ooh, I love episodes that do that of TV shows one that comes to mind is the Always Sunny episode the, but I think the this Charlie is work. kind of what birthed it for me because okay. I love this fucking movie uh, give us a little bit of your history with this movie uh, I watched it in film school okay so ooh, so we got like the discount rate we got to see this without the educational cost. You did, yeah. Are we going to have to pay you back, like, at a dividend of 15%, or are you going to, like, take it from our annual pay? Sure. <laughs> I have that power. Hunting us down. Have you seen student loans? <laughs> yes. Have you had? Have, have you had? had? This week on Have You Had Student yes. Loans. Hey, man, it's a bummer. It'll follow you for the rest of your life. <laughs> but uh, this movie... It starts off with uh, two friends. Well, it starts off with just a static view of a street. Okay, okay, okay. Title card. People passing. Do you count that as one of the four cuts? Uh, no. Oh, motherfucker, there's five uh, then. No, I didn't cut. It just panned. What are you talking about? It panned inside from the outside? Yeah, it panned. Were they looking out the window and then it panned inside? It panned inside. Okay, okay. You're right. Um. It's they're very nicely dressed. One's in a brown suit, of course. One's in a blue suit. And the other guy was in like a gray suit. Oh, there's the third guy. Yep, and he's getting the life strangled out of him. With so you don't know anything other. So he's I love the beginning. Way. Before we even get to that part, I love the beginning because like you just see this street mm-hmm. and there's like really happy music playing. It's like super cheery. You see Alfred Hitchcock walk by because he makes a cameo in all of his movies. And then he drives by. And then he walks by again, and then he walks by with a sign, and then he waves at the camera. No, he and then just, he cartwheels down the street. He just well, that would be something to see. Alfred Hitchcock cartwheels, <laughs> doing backflips down the handsprings or whatever. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, anyway, uh, and then it just suddenly switches to like ominous tones as it zoo- does the slow pan into this building's window, mm-hmm. where we see the murder take place. Yes, and we the guy's still alive. We hear him scream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's two friends, we come to find out, have orchestrated a murder 
because for the hell of it one of them back in college was having like a stoner talk with his professor after he graduated or right before he graduated and the professor's like you know like <sighs> world war two isn't even over yet Mm-hmm. We don't know what side's going to win. We don't even know what side America's on. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that it might be okay for smarter rich people to kill dumb poor people. Yeah. And he's just pressing these really genocidal views. Yes. And it's very problematic. It, well, that's the point of the movie. Yes. What happened is they took it <laughs> they took it literally. Yes. This they team, they acted out his philosophical musings. Yeah, this teacher was just, like, throwing shit around, trying to impress students, probably. Yes. With his, like, nihilistic Nietzsche views of the Superman they bring up. And he's like, uh, yeah, you, if, if, you're, if you're superior, then the laws of the common folk don't apply to you. It's the way the bourgeoisie justifies everything. Yes. By saying we're a different breed, or we're pure, we have heritage, we have family, that kind of thing. Yes. And... They are just like, hey, does that mean we can kill somebody? And one of them, I think, had a bit of a bloodlust, and one of them straight up had a blood boner, like a murder boner, yeah. the entire movie. I mean, they were both very were different sites. We gotta types get names, because there's of, so few of ca- uh, uh, people in the cast. Uh, well, it was Richard and Brandon mm-hmm. were the two main guys' names. And, uh, so they murder who, David? David, yeah. David gets murdered because they view him of a lesser quality, a lesser... Oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Brandon and Philip. Brandon and Philip are our two antagonists. Yeah, and David is the guy that they murdered. Uh, they murder him, they put him in a trunk, and they start decorating the trunk as sort of an altar because that night, they're, or that evening they're having a party. Mm-hmm. The movie takes place in real time, that's pretty cool. Right. Uh, there's no, like you said, well, not only are there no cuts, there's no time skips, and it's set in one location, and the setting's really nice. We get to see a cityscape, which is a miniature set behind them, with some nice buildings and, like, cotton clouds, mm-hmm. and over the course of the movie, the lighting changes to match the time of day, and that was that was pretty nice. It was like a play within a movie. Right, yeah. It was very cool. You can I see some tiny smokestacks out there putting out little uh, puffs of steam every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Very nice apartment. Too bad it was mur- It was ruined by murder. Murder immediately. Yep. Imme- first thing you see in there is murder. <laughs> and one of them, Brandon, you said? Brandon. Yes, Brandon Brandon does Phillip. not like the light. Philip was the piano player. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Philip doesn't like the light. Brandon was the... The cocky one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were making jokes this whole time about about his boner. He was just getting off. Yeah, you could tell. he had a he and it, and at that point he ejaculated. <laughs> and at that point he ejaculated. <laughs> <laughs> that suit's ruined. Otherwise, he's wearing like he's got a spaceman diaper. But there are no spacemen, so no, that doesn't. No. Submarine man diapers? I don't know. What well, did of... you see how baggy his pants were? Oh, he could have been wearing so many layers underneath it. I thought that was a <laughs> 90s thing. I forgot that was a thing in like the late 40s, 50s, was like the real big suits. Yeah. You know, maybe it's never gone away. 
No, people uh, people wear tighter clothes now. Yeah. That's but what's in right the now. The suits, maybe they slimmed down. They slimmed down in the 80s and 70s. Yeah, they're definitely slimmer fit But now. I'm thinking even further. But yeah, you'll see some guys in like big boxy suits for sure. Oh yeah. The zoot suits, those are real big. <laughs> big and baggy. Um, uh, they invite people to this party and they're like, what could be sexier than having a party where we serve the food? On top of this guy's yeah, because they hide him in the in the bookcase. Yep, it's not really a bookcase. When I think that's book, where they were, ke- that's where chest. they kept the books. When I think of a bookcase, I think of something where you display books and you can see the spines. This was like a trunk. But that's where they kept the books. Yeah, it's just and bad. so that was their that was their two excuses for having the party, quote unquote, and uh, was they were having. David's father come and look at these first edition books to appraise them. They were having David's fiance come too, and well, they were turning it into a like a farewell party because Philip and Brandon are leaving to go to the country so that Philip can practice uh, piano six hours a day without being interrupted at all because he's going to play for the I think the Philharmonic is what they mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's what's coming. They're up. going to Connecticut. And they're hosting this small get-together. And uh, everyone... Okay, so there's Brandon's fiance. Brandon's fiance's ex Janet. is there. And Kenneth. Kenneth. And this is weird. They invite Kenneth just to like inject some drama into the evening, it seems like. Yeah, that's... Philip, like, like it would have been... Philip doesn't like drama, but Brandon fucking loves it. If, if this movie didn't want to be about murder, it could have just been about, like... A bad party. About the guy intentionally making a bad, awkward party. That would be a great movie. (laughs) It's just a person orchestrating the perfect awkward Awkward party. party. Yeah. (laughs) You could still have just as many boners. It's just. I mean, the murder made it pretty awkward. He gets off on the awkwardness rather than the murder. Throughout the night, he just reveals different Uh, things about the uh, people there. (laughs) This soup. Was actually made. He walks by, he's like, Did you just fart? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm thinking he's digging deeper than that. (laughs) I know, but that's just like a casual as he's walking by thing. Whenever he's actually in the conversation, oh yeah, he rips people apart. That's a little shame appetizer. Yeah. A little hors d'oeuvre. I mean, people are ripping each other apart the whole movie. This movie lives on the dialogue. Like, that's what makes. I mean, it was a play, so obviously. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, everyone's just taking shots at everyone. It's good. Um, Fast talkers. Well, people speak fast in different regions. They speak much slower in some other regions. They do. (laughs) I mean, I don't mean like they were taught, like like they were very witty, is what I meant. Oh, okay, okay. None of the humor was on the nose, you had to pay attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Really jabby and fun. Mm -hmm. Very, very high IQ to appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. Lowbrows can just turn the podcast off and that. Yeah. You might as well go kill yourselves. No. What is this? Reddit no. brain cells? No, this is a movie. What? No. <laughs> whatever all those terrible people have moved to now that Reddit's like cracking down on hate speech. Oh. Or... Yeah. <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah. You could be doing a bit more of it. Um, yeah. Uh, uh. The entire movie, they want to get caught because. Uh, Brandon no, they almost want to get they caught. They almost yes. want to get caught. Of course they don't want to get caught, because that well, means I death. think Brandon wants to get caught. Like, that's <laughs> the final straw. 
Because they're putting... Uh, and that's when he ejaculated. He's ejaculated 17 times before the party started. He's just... Or do you think he's edging the entire time? He's just waiting like for the big one. <laughs> that movie right before it goes to end, you just hear him go... And his pants like visibly like like a visual spoon. <laughs> and the gunshots go off if you listen really closely. <laughs> oh, those weren't gun. One of those wasn't a gunshot. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> uh, one of the guests he invites is Jimmy Stewart, right? which was uh yeah. He was the professor who was having this. Like, his name was Richard. Richard was having this like stoner nihilist talk with them. He was like their, their, I don't know, I'm not rich, I didn't go to like a private school, but he was like the guy who raised all three of them, basically. paid attention to them in an academic sense. They all went to, no, I'm I'm guessing it was even further, like this was like boarding school. Okay. That makes sense. That's Uh, why they revered him so much. And they know that he's like on it. All he does all day long is smack kids with rulers and read detective novels in the halls. (laughs) And he's just like... I know who solved the or who did the crime by page thirty six. Mm-hmm. He's just that good. He is. I love Brandon reacts like each person that com- uh, that comes into the party one by one. He's like a different person for each one of them. And he's having a blast. He's the only one in this movie who has a good time. I kind of like him. Like he's there just <laughs> to observe the party and be like, "Wow, these are a bunch of really shitty people who like each other for some reason." And you find out later he's not... No, like, I said I was talking about Brandon. Oh, I'm talking about... Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart? Yeah, that was Richard. Richard likes... I'm saying, I'm saying Brandon yeah. as all no, of these... No, he's a sociopath. Yeah. So he's like a chameleon. Yeah. yeah, every person that comes into this party, like, like it's kind of like... He's a different person. An introduction, yeah. yeah, was... He was like a different... Not, not Richard. But what I'm saying about Richard, what I like, is he's super nosy and just sitting back and loving the time he has here uh-huh. and we find out later that he's been eavesdropping on and he clearly notices what he's if not he's... even part of like he may be across the house we think in a scene and later he's like but i heard that whole conversation i was sneaky <laughs> yeah and he could clearly see his like favorite student or maybe not his favorite student but Brandon One over there, remembers. like cl- going over the corner, going like, <laughs> like five times that night. So he's like, I wonder what's going on. Okay, here's something. <laughs> I can't think of a teacher that remembers my name, let alone that's my why I'm saying I don't think story. He remembered the tale that he told them that it was their favorite growing up. That's why I'm guessing he wasn't just like their middle school teacher. He was like. They went to boarding school well, or something. What middle school teacher is like, you know, you can kill people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty Maybe it's <laughs> even later in life. No, because they've specifically talked about how he like was in their lives when they were children. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's some data. None of us up. have any no. relationship with any of our old teachers. Well, I don't know if Josh does. No. No? No. Okay. But no, this must be a thing that's either dated or way out of our class. Right, like it's a rich people thing. <laughs> it's a rich people thing. Uh, he's on point, though. He's a, he's a detective. He's just smacking <laughs> kids and solving cases. Because uh-huh. he solves this immediately. He's just like, hey, 
Frank's not here. At what point or, do you is think it Frank? David? David. David's not here. I'm, I'm good at solving cases, but I'm bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't though, because at the end he's like, I. He said he didn't want to believe. Didn't think that no, he, he could did. do that. He he be, he thought it. He didn't want to believe it. Uh, but he believed it, which is together. why he came back. Like, Every time oh. someone says Frank's name, or David, David. <laughs> David Frank, because it had the initials in the hat, FD or DF. Is DK Donkey Kong? <laughs> DK Donkey Kong is here. <laughs> that fucking N sixty four. But it, uh, yeah, you ever have a hat that isn't emblazoned with your name no. on it in the inside in gold? No. I feel like that their bar was more expensive than my house. Oh, yeah. They had one of those nice bars you sometimes see at antique stores that you can push around the room, and it's made of, like, crystal and glass and can hold 50 bottles. Um, yeah, but Richard's putting it together very slowly because every time someone mentions Frank's name, or David, mm-hmm. uh, someone, one of the two, drop a fucking glass or shatter something in their hand. That's... The first time that happens, he wasn't there yet. Okay. But it keeps happening. Like, the missteps every time. Yeah. Uh, when he breaks a glass in his hand, Philip? Philip. Yes. Uh, one minute later, it's fine. One yes. minute later, it stopped. A bit of a continuity okay. error. But then he starts playing piano, and I was like, okay, I can understand if it stopped bleeding, but that's a glass cut on your hand from yeah. breaking it. Like, ooh, and you're, oh, you're just spurting blood all over those ivory keys. Brent. <laughs> Brandon, is there anything wrong? <laughs> no. He's going paler and paler. The ivory's turning. What do you mean red. wrong? <laughs> like that Django one chicken scene where he cuts himself. And he's just like, oh no, I gotta clean this up. I was gonna go with it, but I didn't actually intend to hurt myself. And the song he's playing is just. It's okay, but it's jangly as shit. It's like, ding, well, ding, he's ding, very ding, thrown ding, off ding, his ding, game because he just murdered someone. And Jimmy Stewart comes up <laughs> and starts questioning him, and he's like, "Hey, our, uh, what the fuck's going on at this party?" Yeah, so we should go over everyone who's at the party. Uh huh. It's the hosts. Okay. The guys who did the murder. The Tell dead guy. Man. Yep. David. Frank. Uh, David's fiance, Janet. Okay. Janet's ex-boyfriend and also David's best friend, Kenneth. Who hasn't spoken because she left him for his best friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, David's parents were supposed to come, but his mom was sick, so just his dad came, but he brought his sister who was visiting. Who has a morbid sense of humor. Yes. She's down. Mm -hmm. She's down to party. She is. Because at one point they're on the couch when everyone's there, and they're discussing philosophical murder. Yeah. And they're like, you'll back me up on this, won't you, Jimmy Stewart? I think it's okay to kill the poor. And Jimmy Stewart's like, now, wait a second. <laughs> I, I was I was high that night. <laughs> right. And then, uh, oh, his name wasn't Richard, it was Rupert. Rupert, okay. Uh, listen. That I, was Jimmy Stewart's character. I also told you if I had a rope, I could pull down the moon, you see? I, that was one of my bits back then. <laughs> Murdering people and pulling the moon. Well, you, yeah. can't, you can't take everything literal, kids. They're metaphors. I'm a college professor. <laughs> and uh, Mrs. Atwater. Okay. Those are all they're the people in the movie. And while they're sitting there talking about this, Jimmy Stewart's actually pretty quiet because he's like, the fuck are my students talking about? Like, is this going to turn into a real murder party? Like, right. a backwards... Uh, murder mystery dinner where we have to figure out who's, who's gonna, gonna die, die. <laughs> who's gonna get murdered. 
We all put a name in a hat, see? That might have been what he thought if someone wasn't missing. Yeah. Uh, but he's keeping his mouth shut, and the only people talking are David's father and... Brandon. Really, Brandon. And Brandon is doubling down on this, even though it's making party guests uncomfortable. He's like, until, like, David's, we kill people? Until David's father literally, like, stands up and is like, I'm going to leave. But before we get there, <laughs> they, gets, they go so far because he's like, hey, you kind... It's 1948... You kind of sound like Hitler. Yeah. Because that was a year ago. Yeah. And he's like, Hitler was stupid and paranoid. First thing I'd do is kill all the stupid people. Yeah, he's like, he's <laughs> like, I wouldn't hang Hitler for all the terrible stuff he did. I'd hang him for being stupid. And it's like, And oh, all other stupid people. <laughs> oh, you just lost a year, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And that makes you think, like, when was the play written? Probably before. For 48. Probably. So before we knew which side America was going to join. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe they wrote that line after and it changed the whole morality of it. Yeah, I don't know. Before it was like a, hey, what do we do kind of play. And now it's a, please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, it, yeah, it makes, it makes uh, David's dad really uncomfortable. For very obvious very, reasons. Yeah, justified. <laughs> maybe maybe we should eat our dinner without talks of justifying genocide. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh-huh. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking leave. You ever find yourself in a random genocide conversation that you didn't know you were Speaking having? Speaking of <laughs> antique stores, <laughs> last week we were at one, a pretty big one, and a newly... Uh, operated like husband and wife team were working on the top floor and we're talking to them and they're like hey we need local artists to uh, start displaying stuff up here and Kat and I are like hey we're local artists let us show you some stuff and we start showing stuff and he's like wow you guys are like legit artists we're talking talking it's going well and he says the phrase he's like well you have to know you're genetically superior to other people right and <laughs> you can't you can't see the look on Josh's face, but that's the appropriate face to make that's to a statement. The face we made, and we're like, you know, at first it went, it just flew right by, and I was like, did he really say that? And he kept talking, and then his chest open, and, <laughs> and then he kept going and brought it up again, and was like, but you know Ooh, you're genetically superior, right? You know because you're such good artists, and we're like. Oh. Wow, and good on Cap. She was like, "No, that's a really shitty thing to say." Yeah. And we're like, "Okay, we have to go now." <laughs> it's like, "No, man, no." Yeah. No. Thanks. All our effort comes from you thinking we're the super race or something. Yeah, it was a very strange encounter. Yeah, we won't go be going back no, there. No, stay away. If I remember the name of it. Now, now I can't just say, say no. stay away from all antique stores on well. the street. <laughs> there's hundreds of them. <laughs> our podcast would ruin them. They'd just all be out of business <laughs> because of our avid listeners out for social justice. <laughs> uh, so the party's dying down. Uh, the mood has died. They're the, all worried about The vibe David. has changed for some reason. Oh, Janet... And Kenneth find out that it was a setup. Like, yes. they talk to each other and realize that Brandon lied to both of them. Mm-hmm. He knew that they were separated. He knew she was engaged to David. And she, he lied to both of them when they got there. 
and they're like, oh, this is just one of your sick little games. Like, do He's done think, this before. But do you think he threw some legit good parties? Is that why they came? Because if Probably. he was just a complete A asshole, champagne, though. Okay, he always has champagne. Yeah. If he was always an asshole and threw parties like this since college where, like, terrible things got revealed or people did things they regretted, I don't think you would go to his party. You'd be like, oh, fuck, Brandon's throwing a party. Maybe, maybe last they time? all went because they know it's going to happen, but they don't know who. Ooh, it's and like it's Russian like, roulette. And it's like, it's really fun it if is, it's not okay. you. <laughs> Do you remember last time when Brandon... Made Philip and Carol get a divorce because he pulled out that that old timey slideshow of him cheating on her, yeah. and it played like Victorian music, and it was on like a Victrola phone or something. <laughs> he always he's such a showman. Yeah. But they all got screwed tonight because there was drama, but none of them got the payoff no. of knowing what went on until later. Mm, maybe he did it all for them. And his sidekick, uh, Philip, was just screwed by the wayside. Yeah. Because immediately he was not ready for this. He's the one who did the strangling. He had choked the chicken quite a few times in his life. <laughs> he had. Oh, that was one of the stories they say where he, they, Brandon tells a story about when they were staying on... The farm. The farm. Um, and he was telling an anecdote about him, like, uh, messing up strangling a chicken. How many teachers... Remember you choking the chicken, because <laughs> Jimmy Stewart recalls that he's like, "Hey, you well, like there it. was a pretty nasty rumor about me spread in high school." <laughs> oh my god, the that kid, the one who was choking the chicken in class, <laughs> was it a farming community? Uh, well, so no, they, oh. Roswell's dairy. Oh, <laughs> was he? Uh, was he uh, tractor beaming the mother load? Like, because it's an alien community? Was he curdling the cheese? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm thinking alien. I'm thinking, like, UFO shit. I mean, I think it'd be weirder to see someone actually killing a chicken in class than jerking it. Really? Really. I mean, they'd both be pretty weird. I lived in rural communities, so I saw people here. killing Jerking? Chickens. Oh. <laughs> uh, I walked in on one kid jerking it, but... It was like, cool. Yeah, but this rumor of me in high school was ridiculous because it was literally me just doing it in class. And you're like, hands I'm like, are up. Come on. <laughs> I mean. Unless you're like that kid, Jay in Big Mouth, and he's got it down between his legs, and he's no, jaying off in class. it wasn't like that. Because <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> All right. I saved that shit for at home. <laughs> He's doing it right now in public. <laughs> Did a nickname come with it? Because those are always fun. Huh? Did a nickname come with uh, it? Uh, not really. How do you, what would be a good public jerk in a nickname? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if your name's Jack, it's pretty yeah. self-explanatory, but my name's not Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably don't know which of us are named what because their voices sound so. Um, uh, sure. That's the curse of the podcasting world. Uh, the party guests start getting really uncomfortable at this point, and they're like, "Um, so you were talking about like really weird stuff in the living room." Also, this guy's been missing. I'm gonna go. The guy, uh, the dad says he wants to go talk to his wife and see if David's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't. He so everybody's worried. Which he wraps in. The rope. The rope. The rope. He's dun, just dun, dun. tying this shit up. It's kicking it across the floor. At one point, it's hanging out of the cupboard, and he's like, 
yank on it. Just fucking yank on my rope. One of the little scenes I loved in the I love in this movie I've always liked is uh, whenever, like back in the beginning, he takes the rope and he yanks it from uh, the cupboard yeah. that it was hanging out of where they put the body. And Brandon just has it, and he's walking around with it, talking to uh, their maid while he has it. And uh, Philip's freaking out. He's like, why are you brandishing around the rope? And he's like, <laughs> it's just a rope. Like, it's a normal household item. Which, I mean, I guess times have changed. Because I don't... Keep some rope around in the craft room. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, You're genetically superior, so... Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you can tell by my rope supply. <laughs> I've got a trunk full of plastitized rope, rope. gags and a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... It's amazing. There was no serial killer science back then. And a lot of the stuff, I think they were just being like, oh... We're intellectually superior. We don't have the emotions of other people. Well, that's one of the one of the other guy, uh, Philip, accused Brandon of like being emotionless. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, could you just for one second think of what it means to be someone beside you, to be someone else? And he's like, well, I'm not sensitive. If that's what you mean, <laughs> <laughs> do you think Philip was coaxed into it, or he was also kind of bored with the murder until? I mean, he happened? did it. He did it. Like I think he definitely got talked. He was yeah, the but one, his friend was really he was like the one persuasive. that was choking him. Yeah, you think it was like like he was manipulated completely? I don't I don't think. So. I don't know. They they don't really make it clear. Either way, he was. I think that these two were. He was regretful. Were were definitely a partnership. Yeah, but immediately after the fact, he was he like, regretted oh God. it. Yes, and was like, that's well, chickens are one thing, but to do it to not only a person. But somebody we know and all our friends A close friend. Know. Yeah. They all went to the school together. How do you think they decided on him? Like, that was luck of the draw. Like, they probably only Well, did you him. hear the line that he said later? He's uh-huh. like, he's like, I wish it had been someone else. Uh, uh, Maybe you? Philip, Philip said someone else. Yeah. And then, uh... And then Brandon was like, oh, it's a tad bit late for that. Who would you have liked it to be been anyway? He's like, oh, I don't know. Anybody could have been as good or as bad as anyone else. And he's like, maybe you even. <laughs> and at that point, it's right after the murder. That yeah. happened pretty yeah. early in the film. So the guests clear out. They take the books, which are really a nothing plot. Jimmy Stewart goes with them. And then the maid leaves. They're like, oh, you can come back in the morning and clean. We're leaving for Connecticut. She was about to open the dresser at one point. They both were. Jimmy's doing it in her. And uh, Brandon came over and closed it real quick. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you will put the books away tomorrow. No, he was calmer than that. Philip is really drunk and really nervous at this point. And it's like, you really want to take a drive up to the country with him? Like, he's going to be puking every 20 minutes he's just gonna be like well they have to get rid of the body he's together he's gonna be like yelling in your ear about how you're gonna get caught if there's any headlights behind you he's gonna be like oh my god man, it's the cops and they're gonna get caught and they're jumping out now and it's old timey cars so they're only going about 40 miles an hour oh he's just gonna be a sloppy messy ride up or he just falls asleep yeah either way uh, the party goes clear out the maid clears out and then they get a call and it's Jimmy Stewart he's like hey I forgot my cigarette case the nice gold cigarette yeah. case but he knows something's up he definitely at this point is well because he's played coy he's play. been playing with them the whole party he's like 
he's gone up to Brandon and was like blatantly asked him if he's like you haven't been uh, you've been put you were pushing my little talk there pretty heavy. <laughs> uh, you aren't thinking of killing any inferiors, are you? Right. <laughs> like just straight up asks. Him. And then he's like, hey, I heard that conversation he had in the hallway where he invited those two people who really didn't want to be at a party with each other. Mm-hmm. What's your game? And then he was had a real long conversation with Philip at the piano with like he was like interrogating him with the metronome Philip like can't play with a metronome which is kind of funny <laughs> can't play in time <laughs> but yeah Philip got real upset because he knew he knew he knew yeah and even if he didn't Philip gave it away from his like sweating bullets yeah being time. super tense and sloppy drunk <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing, and I didn't know if this was a product of the times. Everybody was drinking or a lot. if he was trying to get them off their game, because he not only were they drinking a lot, but he was also every like minute or two pushing it and being like... Who, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah, he oh, was trying to get everyone push drunk. Your gin but he wasn't there. drinking. Wasn't he? No. He had to stay clean and sober. Like a psychopath, he was in control while he was getting everybody else where he could easily manipulate this them. This is how uh, Dennis from Always Sunny totally pictures himself in his mind. Is this suit and tie, upper Manhattan, martinis, just murdering people and then having a party lunch. <laughs> uh, loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Stewart comes back up and they're like, hey, can we get you a drink? And he's like, yeah, take one for the road. <laughs> a short one? No, he's like a long one. God, they all drank so much. He's probably watered down back then, though. Why? I don't know. I can't imagine it was. It was I mean, on ice, if you imagine that as being They drank down. so much. <laughs> yeah. All of them. Yeah, and seatbelts weren't, like, <laughs> And then they all drove. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he makes him a tall one he sits down and this is awkward he sits in this chair and philip and uh brandon stand within a foot of him just like one of them has a gun standing over oh yeah because he has the gun and he's like he has his hand in his pocket he's like he's like trying to get it as close to being like right where his penis would be as he can (laughs) (laughs) to point it at him he's like come on look at the gun look down at my dick (laughs) uh they're both awkwardly standing over him it's getting more and more tense as philip is like he knows what we done brandon he knows what we did he knows who we killed uh he does brand uh uh philip is gone like at this point he has lost all of his composure yeah, and Brandon has a gun in his pocket, which Jimmy Stewart calls out, and he's like, oh, it's just for the road. Like, there's yeah, because there's been in burglars the in, co- in the country, and uh-huh. his mom's scared. Yeah, sure, okay. Ooh, what's his mom like? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, there's a reason we don't see his dad, right? Yeah. He takes the we gun. We don't see either of his parents. Jimmy yeah. Stewart grabs the gun, and he's like, okay, boys, I know what's going on here. You're terrible at lying, all of you. Like, you, whenever you lie, your eyes go crossed, and you, whenever you lie, your, like, foot twitches or something. No, he's like, you, whenever you lie, I can tell because you're really drunk and you won't look at me, and you, like, look down (laughs) at the ground. You, I can tell when you lie because I can see your dick lift your pants up. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) But he takes the gun, and Phil tries to wrestle him. He's like, ah, I know it's too much. And he, Jimmy Stewart gets shot through the hand. And he's not pissed at all. He's just like, this is Phillip's like drunk as shit. And he's like, 
Oh, if a man wants to kill you with a gun at that close range, he, he wouldn't will. Have been, yeah, he wouldn't have missed. Even though he was really drunk. How often do they get in gunfights in the 40s? <laughs> that he's not, They're super rich. That he, they do whatever they want. He's not mad that like somebody set off a gun right now. I think to him. it's not the fact that he's not mad, it's that he's scared. He's scared <laughs> and he knows what yeah, he's, he's in about. He's in a room with two murderers. He knows what he's about to f- confirm. Yeah. He does. He calls him out and they're like, "Yeah, we did it." I like the scene where he uh where Brandon is egging him on to describe how he oh, did it. Oh, and we kind of get a little like like Josh was saying, a creative way of showing what happened before the movie started. But he wasn't right. And I think that he intentionally said it wrong. Like, so he could get out of there? Because he knew he had the rope, yeah. but he said that he thought he would hit him over the head with something. And there was no Or maybe that maybe. was even a dig of like, hey, I know how you did it. You did it wrong. <laughs> no, I think that's worse because there would have been like a stain on the carpet. Then. Yeah. Because then there's a the thing after where he's like, you twisted my work. It's my words about murdering When he goes on his, like, 15-minute rant about how, like, oh, you took my words of genocide seriously. <laughs> you took them out of context. You opened my eyes to horrible people. Or I guess I shouldn't want to kill people. I was just commenting on a YouTube video. I didn't mean for you to take it seriously with my hate speech. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, he gets the gun. One fire, one shot goes into his hand. It's a good monologue, though. Yeah. And very good, very, very good delivery. He knows, he knows they're guilty. He opens up the chest and the body's in there. So his reaction isn't to get to the phone. He could. He has the gun. He opens up the window and shoots it four times out the window. Mm-hmm. And you can hear the people on the street. And I thought this was going to be a twist. Where, Where nobody run. cares because like, it's neat. Hey, 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 why don't you shut up? Is it just a car backfire? Like that kind of thing. Or it's fucking New York. Yeah. And there's old gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> but it signifies, they like, oh, sirens are coming. It came from up there. They know exactly where the shots were. And they, right, because it was a, a bougie part of New so York. So they all sit down and it has this nice camera shot where it pulls out. It's very quiet. They're all just sitting there waiting. You for the suddenly cops. notice that there's a neon sign right next to them. Well, that's what because I was the, about the, the drapes were closed. Is uh, during the day, I totally noticed the letters out there. But that's something about this model. Is I was like, damn, I want to put that outside one of my windows. That's pretty. Because <laughs> as the night came on, like different colored lights came on on the building, and like little traffic lights moved. Yeah, it was very impressive. And uh, next to them, yeah, they had big neon letters that kept blinking different colors yeah. like green and pink and blue and that's how like the ending was cool because it was kind of like they got more the siren flashing mm-hmm. as they were like I believe Brandon was like making himself a drink and Philip yeah, started like playing the piano badly yeah <laughs> the lights got much more dramatic coming like colored coming in the windows because mm-hmm. there was and there was the flashing neon lights that was like the, the police almost yeah mm-hmm. uh, would you recommend it yeah definitely yeah, it was great. Rope I love this fucking movie. 1948. I would recommend it too. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Not much of a cameo. Not like an M. Night Shyamalan cameo. He doesn't ever, like, talk. Oh, okay. He's just always in them. He just walks by. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the first Hitchcock movie we've done on the show. Uh, is this the first one from the 40s we've done? Was the Sinatra one? That was black and white. I don't remember what that one was called. Well... Well, I'll check with the episode, but this may be the first one from that decade we've done. Uh, thumbs up from everybody around. 
You can check us out on thapcheck at gmail.com, thapcheck at Facebook and YouTube. Our other podcast, Amazeballs, can be found on the iTunes podcast store, where we uh, cover different TV anthology series, mostly retro and starting with amazing stories from the 80s, Steven Spielberg's project. Anything you uh, guys want to plug? I got nothing. Not really. (laughs) All right. Until next time, this has been Austin. I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And we're Have You Seen. Bye. Bye. I want to know what that movie was called.